Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor program. Today, uh, it's my great joy to have one of my uh, uh, good friends and uh, a warrior for Christ uh, all over the world and a warrior uh, now about this issue in the church of pornography. Josh McDowell, welcome to our show. Oh, Mark, it's so good to be back with you. Well, you know, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, so... um, we thought uh, we'd maybe start with, uh, well, why don't you tell us, when did you start getting interested in this? Uh, not interested, that maybe that's not the right way, aware of the, the magnitude of the problem in this It country. was about six years ago. Uh, you know, I'm a speaker, author, apologist, and right. work with young people, and I kept thinking there's something wrong here. Just in the faith level, the... There's a barrier, something here, and the way they talk about sex and everything. And so I did some study, and all of a sudden I realized, whoa, this is the influence of pervasive Internet pornography. And I thought, if I'm truly an apologist, then I have to deal with the barriers to truth, the barriers to people believing. So I started researching it, contacted you and some others, and all I never dreamed how pervasive and huge it is. So I commissioned a study to be done, the largest ever done, Mark, of pornography right. and pornography in the church. You only need three, 400 people to get a scientific rendering. We did 3,000 uh, people, and we released it three weeks ago in New York. And this is, Mark, what we found. Okay. Whew, of 18 to 24-year-old Christian men, 76% actively – not by accident or anything else, actively pursue pornography on the Internet. 70. 76% of 18 to 24-year-olds. Now, are these identified Christian men? Christian men, yes. Yeah, okay. And then Christian women, 56%. Really? Actively seek out pornography on the Internet. And what we're finding is from about 29 years old and younger – has developed a whole new generational culture when it comes to pornography and morality. Uh, it's the largest of any of the segments by far. Thank God that there aren't others bigger. Yeah. But you take 13 to 24-year-old Christian young people, 93% say whenever they talk with their friends about pornography, it's always in a neutral, accepting, or an encouraging to do it way. Yeah, 93%. And of 18 to 24-year-olds, 5%, in other words, 1 out of 20 was saying. Now, these are Christian men who have well, – most of their friends are probably Christians. Only 1 out of 20 would say, I have a friend who would say watching pornography is wrong. Really? And for mm-hmm. teenagers, uh, 13 to 18 – it's one out of ten will say, I have a friend who would say watching pornography is wrong. And what is disheartening on this 
in the church, there's less than 7% of all churches who have any way, program, or anything to deal with pornography. Well, that has been one of my great sadnesses over the years that uh, uh, the church has had its head in the sand on this issue for centuries, shall we say. And uh, uh, it's not been until recently that even a few churches are willing to start talking about this. Well, they're going to be—they're being forced to because what's happening, denominations, everything. Right. But listen to this: of the same age group, 13 to 24-year-old mm-hmm. uh, Christians, 56% would say not recycling is immoral. 32% says watching porn is immoral. So recycling, uh, not recycling, is a worse sin. Yep. Uh, uh-huh. It's almost twice the percentage of pornography. Yeah, yeah. It uh, I I I didn't expect it to be that extensive, Mark. I should have known, but of pastors, fifty-four percent of pastors have or are currently struggling uh, with pornography, and uh, sixty-some percent of youth pastors. Yeah, and I calculated it down. It would equal out to about fifty thousand evangelical pastors in America. Are, are struggling with pornography, 50,000. Uh, and so I figured we've got to do something. Well, and, boy, you guys have been out there in the front. I just thank God how you and AACC and others mm-hmm. have been uh, forerunners of all of this. But what I want to do is promote you guys. And uh, that's one reason why we're doing the summit. We're uh, co-hosting it with Covenant Eyes. Right. Uh, to get the church aware of the problem and aware, especially aware, of positive solutions to it. And who's out there, people like you and Ted Roberts and others, who can be of assistance and help and serve the church and counseling with people and all. You know, uh, we're going to need to take a break here in a minute, but I want to check out a memory with you uh, because I... Uh, recall, uh, in 1992, uh, I w- that's when my first book came out, uh, uh, which is now called Healing the Wounds of Sexual Addiction. And uh, I was at the uh, Christian Booksellers Conference or convention, which was in Dallas. And uh, if I'm correct, you did a speech at that, and uh, you said then that one of the greatest enemies of our culture uh, – was the word tolerance. Uh, And what you're saying now uh, is that uh, the results of your study are showing an incredible amount of tolerance for all of this sexual sin, sexually immoral material. I warned back then it's going to affect us in the morality and sexuality. And it was almost like I was a prophet because it's exactly what has happened. No, I, that's why I bring it up. I, I think you you were a prophet, uh, maybe, I, and I'm sure you still are. Don't get me wrong, but I do think you warned us all about that at that time, and uh, this is what it's come to, and it's getting more frightening uh, by the year. So we're going to take a short break, Joe. We have you. You'll still be on, and we you can listen to this, and you may even want to comment on it. We okay. Have, we have a segment every week that we call the trigger of the week, and it's well, let's trigger it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. 
You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program with our special guest today, Josh McDowell. We're going to take our break right now, and when we come back, we will share the trigger of the week and continue our conversation with Josh. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's faithfulandtrue.com. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week, uh, we, uh, we always, and Josh, you're on, we always uh, kind of uh, conduct a survey of, of our men that come here for counseling and others around, and we, we come up with something that has been um, uh, a trigger that has kind of stood out this past week. Well, here we are taping this. Uh, uh, taping is an old term. We're recording this on a uh, Wednesday, right after the Super Bowl. And our trigger of the week that was suggested to us this week was the uh, halftime show at the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, and not just the whole halftime show. There were elements of that that were okay, I guess. But uh, particularly, was it uh, Beyonce? Yeah, or it was the performance of Beyonce and her troupe of dancers that were uh, a pretty strong trigger, for, especially for the men that we cater to. Well, that's right. The men that we are working with that are trying to recover and get, get pure from uh, pornography and sexual addiction, uh, you know, for them to be watching innocently a Super Bowl game, which is a, you know... Well, me with my grandchildren. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, were you watching uh, the Super Bowl with your grandchildren? And then you see, you know, what they are, they are getting exposed to at a very early age. Which is no surprise as we're seeing the statistics about children as young as 11 years old yeah. starting to be exposed uh, to pornography on their smartphones and iPads and every other uh, source. Well, I, I think, think it's down to nine years old now. Well, I was going to say younger than that. I mean, there are yeah, eight to nine years old in Christian homes, four to six years old. Christian homes, four to six. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, the average age that a child first sees this stuff is uh, somewhere around four, five, six. As soon as they can get on a computer, they're going to be exposed to this stuff. Well, let's talk about, uh, uh, we know this is a huge problem. You have said, and I certainly agree with you, that this is the greatest moral crisis facing the church today, or that the church has really ever faced. Um, what, do we, what do we need to do, Josh, to get into these local churches, to get these 50,000 pastors uh, perhaps the help that they need uh, to get them talking about it, preaching about it in healthy ways. Uh, what do you think are some of the uh, 
ideas we all need to be thinking about. Well, one, we've got to raise the awareness, and that's what we're trying to do with the Set Free Summit and the study. Mm-hmm. Until you, a problem well-defined is half-solved. And we've, uh, I would say 52% of the pastors said it's not a problem at all in their church. Right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I just, I mean, I thought, yeah. is this the greatest disconnect in the history of the church? Uh, so we got to have an awareness. And I think the study gives us a scientific, uh, factual foundation to say, look, this is what's happening. Second, we've got to equip leaders, that's pastors, counselors, camp directors, Christian school headmasters. We've got to train them on how to deal with it in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Right now, they're totally dealing with it wrong for the most part because it is a different animal. It's a different beast. Third, we must, there is no answer if we do not help parents to develop loving, intimate, close relationships in their family, in their home, and with their children, Mm -hmm. that a child will feel totally comfortable, Mm -hmm. secure to ask mommy and daddy anything, I mean anything, without shame, Mm -hmm. without judgment, without starting to quote the Bible, you could do that later, and without humor. (laughs) Uh, Until a child feels totally at ease to talk to mom and dad, I don't care what you do, we're going to fail. Then we've got to get parents, and the church can work with them. We need to build within the children an incredible, wonderful, thrilling, healthy, biblically-based view of sexuality, starting when they're born. Mm -hmm. Just start little by little by little that your bodies are beautiful, wonderful. God created you uh, in his image and uh, what is sex? Why did God create sex? Little by little, so that by, I believe, by five to six years old, you need to build into a child a healthy biblical view of sexuality. Now, why is that so important? One of the biggest reasons is, is that when they do see pornography, and they're going to see pornography, the question is not if, the question is when. Yeah. When they see pornography, they'll be able to detect it as a counterfeit, because they have a certain understanding and image of the original. And we have to do this within our children. And I don't know how to deal with this. There's so many mothers, they have children, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, and said, well, we don't talk about this or anything. We want to shield our children from it. Right. We want them to stay pure. And I shake my head and say, ignorance never helps any child to stay pure. What helps a child to stay pure is knowledge through the Holy Spirit based upon a loving, intimate relationship with their mother and father. That is what causes a child today in the light of the Internet to stay pure. And then we've got to help parents to deal with technology. Uh, Of See, 13 to 24-year-olds, 85%, all pornography comes through their their uh, smartphone or iPad, a handheld device right. uh, through the web. And we've got to help parents to understand that you just don't give a cell phone to a child, to a teenager, without good guidelines, without having and doing it the, uh, 
the right to go in and always check their history, everything else, except now most kids know how to erase their history. Yeah. Uh, but we've got to help parents to deal with the technology. And then we've got to get churches to wake up. Most churches do not, because most churches are under a few hundred people, that they need to find counselors in the area that they can refer people to. I run into a lot of young people that are addicted to pornography. And what I do, no matter what part of the country, I call AACC, the American Association of Christian Counselors, Uh and I say, do you have two or three counselors in this area who have dealt with pornography? And they always do. So we take it down, and my secretary will call each one of them and interview. Can you imagine it? They call and interview. We interview the counselor. Well, that's not a bad idea, though. And we narrow it down to see which one we feel comfortable to recommend. Then I tell the young person that Dottie and I will pay completely for the first three visits out of our own pocket with the understanding by the fourth or fifth visit, uh, with a counselor's permission, you invite your parents to come in. They usually panic then, and I'm able to – cause that to subside when I point out, no, no, you don't understand. Your parents will throw their arms around you. They'll walk through it with you. And, you know, we've done this so many times that we've never had it fail. But this is where I thank God for the American Association of Christian Counselors. Uh, And I wish every pastor realized this is a group they can call for help. That Because most pastors aren't trained to be counselors. They're trained to be a preacher, a teacher, something else. And so use others who God has given a gift and the training, especially when it comes to pornography. So those are some of the steps I see, Mark. And then I also realize this, and I'd love to see where you stand on it. I think in most, maybe not all, but the overall majority of cases, pornography is more of a symptom than the problem. Well, that's one of the things we definitely teach here. You uh, die. I'm glad to hear that. Well, pornography is a, yeah, you're right. It's a symptom of an underlying heart uh, disease, uh, spiritual heart disease. You're looking to counterfeit solutions to medicate your uh, normal desire uh, of your heart. And this is where we start talking about the fact, of course, Josh, that uh, relationship with God, relationship with Christ is uh, is the real solution to those desires of your heart. But most of the men we work with have have uh, gotten to the point where they think, you know, this uh, image in pornography is going to uh, satisfy the desire of their heart. So yes, absolutely. To give you a shorter answer, uh, we do we do really believe that pornography is a symptom. We've got a lot of deeper work to do with both the husbands and the wives that we work with. You know, in in terms of, by the way, talking to the kids, uh, one of the chapters I put in my book on talking to your kids about sex is that maybe mom and dad need to talk to each other first. Uh, uh, in other words, they need to talk about God's design for healthy sexuality. They need to understand what that design mm. is. Uh uh, my book, uh, the first chapter is you, you need to uh, talk to each other first, and then the chapter two is what is God's design for healthy sexuality, and then 
um, chapter three is how to start talking uh, to your, like you said, uh, from zero uh, on into the future. And I, I once got myself kicked off a Christian radio station for telling parents if they hadn't fully educated their uh, kids about uh, sexuality by age five, you know, the world was going to do it. The uh, host of that radio show thought that was a horrendous idea. Uh, they were going to uh, be corrupting the minds of these innocent five-year-olds. Oh, and uh, uh, I, I was clicked off. I mean, you know, that kind of thing. So, but I, you, you just said it. I mean, we, we need to be educating these kids. And uh, It doesn't mean, as you would say, you don't drop everything on them. No, that's right. You don't uh, get with that, but, and, Yeah. That, what's the name of your book? Oh, Talking to Your Kids About Sex. Oh, that's kind of similar to mine. Well, it's very similar. It came out, yeah, it's old now. It's 20 years old book. But came out in the mid-90s. But it's, and uh, it's still in the place. internet, the internet has probably reinforced almost everything you've talked in there because right. the internet has changed everything. One thing has changed: you must go younger and younger and younger. That's right. And I teach kids. I said with my kids, we started when they were born. Sure. And people would laugh, and I said, "I'm not making a joke." We would start out when it'd be changing diapers or taking a bath, whatever. Oh, how beautiful God created you. Isn't God wonderful how he created you with just a beautiful body? And then a little on, isn't God wonderful that he creates little girls with vaginas? Isn't he one and then later little girls' vaginas, little boys? And isn't God wonderful that he created sex and all? And just little by little by little, and if I had to raise four more kids again, I would do the same thing thing start when they're born well you know we're having so much trouble uh, another cultural indication of tolerance of sexual perversion and sin is uh, all of these issues we have around gender identity gender attraction Uh, what you were just talking about is that if we need to start the kids with the idea that uh, they were wonderfully and fearfully made as a girl or wonderfully and fearfully made as a boy and isn't this God's design and part of a wonderful uh, uh, act of creation? So we could go on and on, Josh. I know we're kind of running out of time here. Tell us a little bit before we have to click off about when this summit is. and uh, how The to- summit is designed for influencers. But my heart is with pastors. I love pastors. Mm-hmm. And I really believe if pastors lose, the body of Christ loses. Right. If pastors win, we all win. And it's April 4th to the 7th of Monday at uh, 6 o'clock to noon, about 1230 on Thursday. And it is going to be a working educational conference. It's not a church conference. It's not a praise and worship conference. It's a s- educational conference. 20% of it will be on the problem, 80% on workable solutions. And, Mark, you're going to be part of that. And... uh I would encourage every listener, I beg you, check out the link, setfreesummit.org. Go there, check it out, setfree, S-E-T-F-R-E-E-S-U-M-M-I-T, setfreesummit.org. Check it out, and then please, I beg you, go to your pastor, go to the headmaster of a Christian school, of a camp, and just strongly encourage them to check out the link and to see about going But tell your pastor, 
not just to, for him to come or to send a key leader of the church, but send a woman also. People just don't think of that. And I believe women see it at a totally different way and perspective than men. And a church needs both the man and the woman's insight. And so it's setfreesummit.org, April 4th to the 7th. Please, I beg you, get your pastor there. I have a, well, when you say that, uh, I would say, because this show is listened to by uh, a lot of the couples we worked with, a lot of our alumni of our men's workshop here and so forth, I would say, and some of our alumni, uh, God has been gracious to, if you could uh, even see your way clear to offer your pastor uh, a plane fare or some kind of uh, um, gift of money. Registration, so registration yes. Registration fee. Uh, in other words, I'm just trying to be bold. Get your, get your pastoral leadership from your church to this uh, 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 summit. And uh, by the way, it's uh, Debbie, my wife, who you thought you were talking to earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's going to be speaking at the conference now, too. So uh, she has a lot to say about uh, how wives can uh, certainly um, recover from their husband's infidelity. You know, uh, as long as the husband is willing to get humble and broken and, and get right with God and that kind of thing. But then how do you how do you cope when their husband isn't willing? Well, that is whole, just as important. That's a whole other question, and she'll go over that too. So, well, Mark, I love you, guy. I just you're an encouragement in the body of Christ, and such a personal encouragement to me. Uh, and I can hardly wait to see you at the summit. And thank you, thank you for this privilege of being on Men of Valor with you. Well, thank you for being on, Josh. It's a thrill for us and. A thrill for our listeners, I'm sure. And uh, I love you back, and I just love all the work you're doing. So uh, let's keep uh, uh, let's keep in this battle because it is the fight of our lives. Yeah. So, Josh, okay, my brother. Josh, right. thank you so thank much, you. Uh, Marco. Especially appreciated you on the show today because I have barely said a word, and that always makes the show that much more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, th- Thanks for, jo- <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Mark Laser and Mr. Josh McDowell on the Men of Valor program. And we hope this coming week will be a week that's filled with many blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at FaithfulandTrue.com. That's FaithfulandTrue.com.